So we're in our series, right, with women in the scriptures. Esther. And, boy, Esther's one of those books. I probably ought to preach a whole series through Esther. So powerful. And it's especially pertinent to us today because Esther was during the Babylonian captivity. It's while the church was in captivity. <laughs> it's while the church was in lockdown. It's, it's while... It's while uh, it's while they were in the caves. It's it's while you know it's 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 that it's that in Psalms it said they they wanted to hang their harps on the willows. You know it's it's just their song wasn't being heard and they were in captivity for seventy years. And and we know these are similar times. These are perilous times. It's not just about being in captivity. You need I, I don't I don't need to, I don't have time to get into all this. Prove it to you. But there really is a move on to kill the church in society. There's really a move on. There's a plan. There's a plan to get rid of us church people because we're old-fashioned. We're holding things back. We're not progressive. Talk about cancel cancel culture. They want to cancel the church. We're part of the culture they want to cancel. Do you understand what I'm saying? They want to kill us. And, 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 and because they think we're holding things back, we're not progressive enough. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're, just, we're just living in the past. And they need to get rid of this thing called church. And let's move on. thing about it is you can't, you know, you never really get rid of religion. It just kind of, re- <clears throat> science now has become religion. For some people, politics is religion. So for some people, global warming is religion. It's a, it's a green religion. So the enemy is roaring. And we often think of Jesus or speak of Jesus as the lamb, but he's coming back as the lion. He is also described as the lion of the tribe of Judah. So this message is a bit prophetic this morning as we talk about this, as we talk about Esther. Just a little bit of the background we understand. You need to understand how huge this kingdom was. And King Ahasuerus, um, his, his empire, for some of you, you, don't, you have no concept of geography, so I'm not helping you. But it went all the way from India to Ethiopia. That's, that, if, you know, if you can picture that on a globe, that's a lot. Ethiopia's in in eastern central Africa, all the way up through Egypt, all the way through, through um, the promised land, all the way through Iraq and Iran to India. One of the largest empires, certainly at that time, one of the largest in world history, 127 provinces, according to the scriptures. The Jews, of course, were in captivity. They had been taken and, and the temple destroyed, and they had been taken to Babylon. And that's where we meet Esther, who is a Jew, but she's not telling anybody. It's like a lot of Christians we know today. They go to church, they're Christians, but they just don't let anybody know. It's just better to kind of serve underground. And, and, and I'm not saying that's 
that's wrong. Just we're praying that you wake up. Amen. But there's presently a queen, Vashti. And I don't have time to get into the whole story, but old Vashti got full of herself one day. The king called for her to come into his presence. And she's like, I'm the queen. I don't need to come into his presence. I got, I'm busy. I got things to do. The, the king doesn't understand how busy I am. I'm here to tell you Vashti represents the church today. I'm too busy to come into the presence. It's too much effort to pray every day. It's too hard to pray that long. I know God gave me gifts, but I'd rather use them in the world. I know I should be regular. I know I should be doing this and doing that, but... I, I'm just too busy. I'm, you know, what you're really saying is you're too important to come into the presence of the Lord. I believe in these last days God is calling his church into the presence. He's calling us to come on in. It's time to worship. It's time to make time for him regardless of what's going on in your life. I know there are times you got to do this, that, or the other, but priorities, priorities, priorities. How are we really putting him first? In our time, in our talent, in our treasure, are we really putting him first? Too busy, too proud. As, as the Lord moved this morning, were you able to stay with it? Or, you know, some Christians worship, but they've never become worshipers. And, and that kind of thing that goes on there, you just, you know, come on, we're, we're singing too long. Oh, come on. But here's the thing. Here's what the king said. If she won't come in, I'll find someone who will. If the church won't worship me, I'll, I'll build me a church that will. I'll go out into the highways and byways. If they won't come to the banquet, I'll go find people who will. Amen. I'll even dress them. I'll clothe them. Whatever it needs. Wow, my God, hallelujah. I'm trying to stay calm this morning. Oh, yeah, kill them, Father, kill them. Get them. He said, if she won't come in, I'll replace her. So they started this contest, and 127 provinces, these young virgins. And by the way, by the way, you need to understand, we think about Esther, we think of a, you know, a dignified 28-year-old woman. No, 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 no. Esther's probably about 15 at this time, 16 at the oldest. These kings liked them young, except when Sarah was 100 years old. Uh, that's another 90 years old. I'm sorry, 90 years old. That's another whole message, right? So it was, it was you know, it's like The Voice or American Idol. Maybe, maybe it was more like Survivor. <laughs> Amen. And trying to find that perfect woman. Imagine the king. He's got 127 provinces. He's basically, except for 
they didn't even know China existed probably. Uh, I, I mean, they are the, they're, they're the whole world at that time. And, and, and he's, he, they're bringing in 15, 16-year-old girls from all over the kingdom, and the best one wins. I hope, I hope Ahasuerus was good looking. Amen. I don't know. <laughs> Amen. Let's pick up the story in Esther chapter 2. Then the king's servants who attended him said, Let beautiful young virgins be sought for the king. And let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom that they may gather all the beautiful young virgins. They keep saying that. To Shushan, the citadel, into the women's quarters under the custody of Haggai, the king's eunuch. You know why they're eunuchs, right? All right, never mind. Custodian of the women and let beauty preparations. How many know you need to be prepared to come into the presence of the Lord? Amen. Amen. He said, oh, I have to be perfect? No, you have to be washed. You have to, as long as you're washed in the blood, you've had the necessary preparation. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, there's so much here. There's so much here. I'll never, I'll never finish this. Then, then let the young women who, who pleases a young woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. This thing pleased the king, and he did. I guess it did. In Shushan, the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai. Ah, I love Uncle Mordecai. Yeah. The son of Jr., the son of Shimei, the son of Kish. He was a Benjamite, right, from that tribe. Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captives who had been captured with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away, right? There's the history. And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah because, because Esther is her Babylonian name. This is her Jewish name. Listen, the, the world's always trying to change who we are. They're trying to rename us. That is Esther his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman was lovely and beautiful. When her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. Mm -hmm. So it was when the king's command and decree were heard that many young women were gathered at Susan the Citadel under the custody of Haggai, that Esther also was taken to the king's palace into the care of Haggai, the custodian of the women. Now the, now, now, the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor. Say favor. So he readily gave beauty preparations to her besides her allowance. Then uh, seven choice maidservants were provided for. So, so not only is she there, she's 15, 16 years old, but she gets seven of her own servants. How much care does this woman need? How many believe God might, might give us seven guardian angels? Ooh, some of you need them. Amen. And he moved her and her maidservants to the best place in the house of the women. Mm, I like it when God gives us the best place. But, but listen, Esther had not revealed her people or family, for Mordecai charged her not to reveal it. And every day Mordecai paced in front of the court of the women's quarters to learn of Esther's welfare and what was happening to her. Each young woman's turn came to go into King Ahasuerus after she had completed 12 months' preparation. Wow. According to the regulations for the women, for thus were the days of their preparation apportioned six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes and preparations 
Thus prepared, each young woman went to the king, and she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the women's quarters to the king's palace. One more verse. In the evening she went, and in the morning she returned to the second house of the women to, to the custody of uh, Shishkos, the king's eunuch who kept the concubines. She would not go into the king again unless the king delighted in her and called for her by name. So that's, that's the story. That's the story. That's the story. You know, the thing about Esther, she's an orphan. She's adopted. She's an immigrant. <laughs> Come on now. But she had favor. All, all you need is favor. You, you may feel like an orphan. You may, feel a, you may feel like an immigrant sometimes in this culture that we're in. But we have obtained favor when it comes to the king. We have been tested these almost 18 months. We haven't been floating in perfume or myrrh, whatever it is, but we've been set aside. We've been taken out of uh, whatever and put in uh, a place of testing. I believe this, I, you know, I don't believe the virus came from God, but God says, hmm, we can use this. And let's, let's take our church and let's put it in, in the quarters. And let's put them in there and let's, let's pour into them and let's speak into them and let's bless them and let's use them. Amen. And that's why I said, you remember right from the beginning of this, I said we're coming out of this stronger, that God was going to meet with us at home, that altars were going to be made at home, and God was going to use us and bless us and speak to us, and that when we came back together, it was going to be an amazing moment. Amen. Well, Esther, her time has come, and the time for the church has come. And that's why revival is breaking out, and that's why we're experiencing the power of God in this, in this place. You know, but, but she's still a secret believer, isn't she? She's keeping it quiet. But the Bible said she obtained favor, verse 17. She obtained favor. The king loved Esther more than all who knows how many. And she obtained grace and in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. She was the voice. We've been through a lot this year and a half. But we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow. Listen, listen, do you think it's a coincidence that we had an epidemic that we have not seen in over 100 years? You think it was coincidental that also during that time we had all that civil unrest? You think it's also a coincidence that that's when cancel culture really got going? Do you really think, you know, all, all the racial division, all that, you think all that coming at once was a coincidence? No, that, no, it's no coincidence. The enemy's stirring up chaos, and he's coming against the church. Do you, do you think, you know, all this, you know, the abortion laws are all being lightened up now and, and it's becoming easier and easier to where you can, you can abort a baby now right up to the time of birth in a lot of most places. Is all this just 
a coincidence? All the time Esther was enjoying the palace. There she is, 15 years old, and she's the queen. Woo! She was, how many know she was living the good life? Uh, I mean, she was all right, but she had that secret. I'm really a Jew. Oh, if the king only knew my real identity. What would happen if the world knew who you really are? And everything was fine until Mordecai, Uncle Mordecai, would not bow to old Haman. Now, if you've never read Esther, I may lose you on some of this stuff. It's a complicated story, and I don't have time to unwind it all. But Haman was one of the king's lieutenants, and Haman had hatched a plot to kill all the Jews. Throughout. It was the first Holocaust. And he starts killing them off. Starts killing them off. How many know there's a plot against the church? Old Haman's been resurrected. And, and oh, oh, there's so much I could say. Haman, but Mordecai, everyone bowed when old Haman came by, but Mordecai wouldn't bow. Old, 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 old Haman walked by, Mordecai just, I only bow to one. Church, the question is are you going to bow? We just can't bow to some of these issues. We just can't bow to some of things going on in society. We can't bow to the. We need to be the church, amen. I know we've got to change and we got to do things differently to reach people and all that, but the message will never change and the word will never change and the gospel will never change and what it takes to go to heaven will never change. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. We are not bowing to that. And I hope you'll come see me in prison. Revelation chapter 12 and, and, and verse 10, right? Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation is strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. I'm not bowing. I'm not bowing, amen. I intend to stand true to what I've been preaching for almost 50 years. It's never changed. The message will never change. No, no. We're going to stand. We're going to stand. You know, the other day, I watched a documentary on lions and hyenas. But what caught me is right at the beginning, the introduction, it said, there is, you know, the narrator, right? You guys got that narrator voice. And in Africa, there is an ancient war between the lion and the hyena. Ooh, I got to watch this. How many know we've been in an ancient war <sighs> between the lion and that goofy hyena? I learned so much in that. I, I, I ought to just do a whole sermon just on that. <laughs> Two things. Hyenas love to prey on wounded lions. No wonder we're so afflicted. And the second thing I learned is one thing about hyenas are actually very intelligent, and their goal is to create chaos. If they can create chaos, the lions 
not sure where it's coming from or what's going on. Because usually, usually the hyenas are more popular, populous than the lions. They usually outnumber them. So they, they try to create chaos and confusion. Something it said is hyena, you know, you know that laugh? That hyena laugh can be heard almost two miles away. It's very piercing. But then they said, but the lion's roar can be heard for five miles. And then they said, each pride of lions have their territory. And the hyenas have territory. And, of course, you know, they marked their territories. And, 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 you know, long before there were fences and boundary lines and property rights and all that, animals were way ahead of us. They put up their little fences and said, if you cross this, you will be under attack. So they make their little boundaries. The lions had their boundaries. But they said that a lion, a lion's kingdom can often be 40 square miles the, the pride, you don't understand what a pride, that's what a group of lions is called. Their pride is like 40 square miles. And then I thought, okay, that his, his roar can be heard five miles in all four directions if he's in the center of his kingdom. In other words, his, his roar can be heard throughout his kingdom. Come on now, church, hallelujah. In other words, his roar determines his kingdom. It's time the church speak up. It's time the church roar because our roar determines our, our border, our kingdom, our, our territory. Amen. When you remain silent, you have no territory. But when you speak, now I'm not talking about being belligerent and ugly and in people's face. I'm just talking about in your spirit, man, to rise up in the name of the Lord and roar for the glory of God. Amen. I'm not talking about the noise. I'm talking about your spirit. Your roar determines your victory. And you know what? I don't care what. I saw this in the dark. No matter what those hyena were doing, when they heard the roar, they're like, depending on who the lion was. I saw this in the documentary. This, this young lion was by himself, and the hyenas surrounded him and started pecking at him. A little war broke out. And then, whew, here comes this old lion. You, you could tell right away he was old, right? And, and you, could, you could tell he was all scarred up. This lion, he, he's done. And I thought, oh, no. They're going to they're gonna leave this young lion and take this old beat up, tired one. They're going to switch their battle unto the old, tired, scarred, beat up, uh, 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 good for nothing old lion. I mean, you could just tell the way he walked. He was old. And then they said, and then the hyena saw the lion and they all took off running. Why would you run? They said, because the hyenas could see the scars 
they saw the scars on the line, and they knew he had survived countless battles, that he had been in many wars, and it didn't, they didn't even think about his age anymore. They, they thought about his experience. They thought about what he's been through, and the, and the hyenas just said, I ain't going to mess with him. He's won every battle he's been in, and he's still here. I might as well just retreat. I, wanna, I want you to understand, a lot of you, as I look out, your battle scar. You've been through a lot of mess. The old enemy has tried you, attacked you, come against you, tried to tear up your family, your health, your finances. You bear the scars. But in Jesus' name, if you'll stand up and roar, that enemy will respect you. Back off in Jesus' name and allow you the victory because greater is he that is. Galatians chapter 6. And verse 17, Paul talks, from now on, let no devil bring me trouble or criticism, for I am carrying the very scars of our Lord Jesus in my body. Back off in the name of Jesus. Not just my scars, but the scars of my Redeemer. I heard someone sing, the grave was deep, but it's empty. Oh, my God, hallelujah. They buried him deep. He went into the bowels of the earth, but it's empty. He took the keys of death. Hell in the grave. He bears the scars. How many know Haman lost? Because it, 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 it just so happened. Just so happened that the king couldn't sleep one night. Sometimes when you can't sleep, that's God. He's going through the books, and he noticed Mordecai's name. He had accomplished some great deed, and, he's, and he called. He, he said, we need to reward this guy. He said, is anybody in the outer court? Bring him in. Guess who happened to be in the outer court? The only guy out there, Haman. Here comes Haman. Oh, the king wants me. He was so full of himself. He said, I noticed Mordecai. <laughs> he goes, yeah, kill him, kill him. I noticed Mordecai did such and such, and he was never rewarded. I want him rewarded, and I want you to be the man to reward him. <laughs> In Haman's mind, he's like, here I am on my white stallion, and I've got flags and servants all around me, and we're marching through the city. Amen. And, and, and the king says, and, and Haman, uh, here's how I want you to do it. I want you to put him on a white stallion. And march him through the city with all the servants and the whole city just praising old Mordecai. Esther decides it's time to have a, so she, so she says, I'm, I'm going to have a banquet. And so she invites the king and she invites old Haman and they have a little party. And in the party she says, hey, king, by the way, I'm Jewish. Okay. And uh, somebody is Somebody has launched a plot to kill all the Jews in the kingdom. <gasps> Who would do such a thing? <laughs> Haman's like, Pfft. he just spit up his wine. Uh, it was Haman. And the, and the king was so angry, he got up from the table and walked out of the room. And Haman starts begging her. Y'all, y'all hearing this? Y'all seeing this? And, and, and Haman's, Haman's like, oh, Esther, <laughs> Esther, please, my life is in your hands. And, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I don't know what happened, but somehow they got to wrestling or something. 
and they both wind up on the couch. And she and he's trying to, you know, shake her, he's trying to do something to get her back on his side. And as they're both sitting on the couch, and the king walks back in the room. He said, Oh, on top of everything else, you would molest the, the queen. Old Haman had built a gallows. What what was it, 80 foot high? <laughs> and he was gonna hang him. Well, guess who wound up? On that 80-foot gallus, amen. God will turn your defeat into victory. Whew. Oh, I got it. I got it. I just got it. I just, I just got to I just got to let it go here. Let, let's stand. Let's stand. Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Esther, it just came to a point where Esther had to make a choice. Church, if we're going to have revival, we can't bow. If we're going to have a move of God, we can't give in. If we're going to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, we've got to burn oil at the midnight hour. We've got to keep the lamps trimmed, the oil full, the matches nearby. That, that, that fire was never supposed to go out. Even when they were moving, they were carrying the altar of incense, it still had to be lit. It still... Esther had to make a choice. Because Haman, or Mordecai came in, and it, you read the story, I don't have time to read it. But the story goes, he said, you know what, you, you do what you, what you can do. But if God doesn't raise up deliverance through you, he'll raise somebody else. If you don't step up and say, God, use me, he'll find somebody else. God's not going to lose out. He will, he'll find somebody, but wouldn't you rather it be you since he picked you first? Are you willing but then he says, but listen to this. Maybe God has called you to the kingdom for such a time as this. All those words have rung through the century, through the millennium. For such a time as this. The moment is key. It's time for revival. It's time for a move of God like we've never seen before. It's time for the lost to come in. It's time for the miraculous. It's time for bodies to be healed, for the dead to be raised. I like, what, I like what she said. If I die, I die. <laughs> Whatever the consequences, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I've made up my mind. I don't care how embarrassing it is. I don't care what my neighbors think. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care that they wonder why I'm praying at the meal at the restaurant. I don't care what they think when I witness and tell them about Jesus. I don't care anymore. I will not bow to this culture. I will bow only to him. It's time to take territory. It's time to draw a line in the sand, to bow only to the king and to claim the territory that belongs to us, that the king, 
You know, if you're going to have a king, every king has a kingdom. You control what you can roar at. And I'm not talking about your husband. You control the area of your roar. It's time to claim it. Worship team, come on up here if you can. If not, we'll live with it. We just got Charlie.